Hello and welcome back to Driveway Moment. I'm Madison. And I'm Malia. And this week's episode is like spooky, true, well, should have been true crime. Creepy stalker stuff. We actually have it all. Yeah. It's a wide range. Wide range. Basically anything that gives you full body chills. Exactly. And the reason we actually wanted to do this episode is because we were talking about a possible serial killer in the Pacific Northwest. And Mad, you should tell us about it because you know more about it than I do. I only know a little bit about it, but going up the Oregon coast to the Washington coast, all, so there's been three murders or homicides, I should say, and they've all been within an hour of each other. They've all been deemed very suspicious because it's like a guy was found under the sand, a woman was found murdered or killed, and then I don't know who the third victim was. I don't know if it was actually a victim, but I should actually look into it more. Well, no, because I tried to look it up and I could not find it. But when I looked it up, Mm -hmm. it was just saying the police department wasn't really saying much about it, Mm. and I saw it on TikTok, but... And then I did look it up after, but it was saying that's why they think it could possibly be a serial killer because... The police are being hush-hush about it. Exactly. So it could be a conspiracy, it could be true, but that's kind of what sprung on this episode. Yes. So... Okay, well, I have a story before we start. It's not really a story, but it's just something that happened to me. And I told Millie I wouldn't tell her until we were on the podcast. I've been anxiously waiting to hear the story. I don't get excited. Anyways, (laughs) on Saturday morning, my Mm -hmm. car is normally a mess. It's terrible. It's my bad habit. And trait. Yes. On Saturday morning, I was driving to Seattle with my friends, and we were staying the night there, so we all had to put the luggage in my trunk. And I had tons of shoes, clothes in there, just because I always do. Anyways, I was cleaning out my car, and I'm like, okay, what should I keep? What should I throw away? I haven't worn all these clothes in so long. I'm going through them, and I grab a pair of shoes. I'm like, these are so cute. I'm definitely going to keep them. I'm going to grab this sock that was in there. I pull out the sock. It is not a sock. It is a dead mouse. (gasps) Again. (sighs) I've had a severe issue with mice in my car. I'm disgusting. I I just screamed because... I obviously wasn't thinking this is a mouse. It was something fuzzy. I'm like, of course, it's my sock. Gross. Old pair of socks. Rip it out. It's a literal mouse. And the thing was, it wasn't like super like decayed. (laughs) It it looked like it recently died. Oh, it's so gross. But I had mouse, like uh, mouse killer in the pack, like the sacks Mm -hmm. and then like the stuff that they eat and then they'll leave your car. Um, And that was all It found a shoe. It ate it and found a shoe. Well, speaking of mouses and eating things, my baby, we were outside. So we have a cat, obviously, Mm -hmm. and the cat brings us gifts all the time. Birds, mice, shrews, like literally anything it can get, it will bring bring us. Well, the cat was missing for a couple days and there was like no dead creatures outside. So like perfect. It was a gorgeous day. So we were sitting outside on the back porch it's so like, oh, okay, it's going to be amazing. I think Luca was with Chance, so it's just me and Sarah. I'm like, I'm going to read my book, like, put a blanket for her to sit on, got her some toys. I got my book. I literally sit down on the couch, open my book, look down. She's sucking on a dead mouse. No! You didn't tell me this! Literally sucking on a dead mouse. I have That's never panicked terrifying. so much in my life. I, like, freaked out. To her right to take it away from her, and she's gripping on for she's dear a life. Girl. Like, 
<laughs> sucking on a dead mouse. It was horrendous. Anyway, so I ripped it out of her hands, went and like rinsed her all off, soaped her up, cleaned her off. But she was so mad I took it away. She actually got mad at me. But anyway, she literally found a dead mouse under the outdoor couch. But, like, mice have diseases, don't they? Oh, I know. I literally, I called my sister who lives next door and I was like, does, do I need to, like, bring her to the, do- does she need a vaccine? Like, does she need to, <laughs> well, like. She has rabies. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm like, what is wrong with her? And she's like, I'm sure it'll just make her immune system stronger. Probably, but still, that's so gross. No, literally terrifying. I'm like, I cannot. Ew. Yeah. Could you imagine that? No. Well, what it was is I literally, it was like literally seconds. I didn't even read the first word. I got opened the book. I re- it said chapter one, read chapter one, and I heard, and I'm like, like what, what is, is she eating? eating? And so I looked down. She's eating a dead mouse. But it was oh like, there was nothing. Pentagon had been missing for days. So I was like, she hasn't brought us any gifts. I can't believe that. I can't believe you never told me that. Oh, I literally, yeah, I told everyone. It was horrible. I felt like such a horrible parent for letting my child eat a dead mouse. You didn't let her. She found it. But. um, Should we get into the stories? Yes. I think we had the same amount, so. You can go first. Okay. I worked at an assisted living facility taking care of the elderly. One night. I should have started this by saying this story is so creepy. So if you don't like to hear creepy stories and you get scared, turn us off. Ooh, good job. Should I keep that in there? Okay. So I used I used to work at an assisted living facility taking care of the elderly. One night I was helping a lady get ready for bed when all of a sudden she starts violently shaking and screaming. I try to ask her what's wrong and she starts yelling, he's coming to get me. Satan is coming for me. I literally have no idea what to do while this lady is sobbing and begging me not to let Satan take her. She ends up calming down and I put her to bed. The next day, I come into work and the the nurse told me she had died that same night. That was four years ago and I still feel really weird when I think about it. (gasps) That is terrifying because it's, I think it's actually true when people die, like when people are like, oh, I see angels. Didn't your grandma say that? Yes, she did. She... She was going to heaven. Well, no, and she was, like, literally not able to, like, move or eat or anything for, like, quite a few days beforehand. So, like, she was just laying there in a bed for, like, many days, like, not moving, just barely breathing. And then, like, the moment that she died, she, like, opened her eyes and put her arms up and was, like, crying and happy. And it was crazy. I actually didn't see it, but, like, everyone else was like, that was the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That is crazy. So this makes it even more creepy because that's, oh, that's horrible. It's not creepy. Yeah, it's actually horrible. And that's scary to witness. I know. Especially, ugh. Yeah, these are pretty creepy stories. We'll do a lighthearted episode after this. I know. Let's do like my favorite miracle. Yeah. (laughs) My first story. I was on vacation with my family, and while we were there, I met a man. Well, me and this guy hit it off pretty well, and he seemed nice, so we kept talking even after I went home. We talked for about a year and visited each other a few times, but it ultimately ended because of the distance. Well, fast forward, I think a year, he sends me a message on Facebook. I guess him and his girlfriend ended things, and it made him, I guess, miss me? Well, something seemed off about him or the situation or how he explained it to me, so I kind of just blew him off. 
Fast forward another few months and I get a message from his brother on Instagram saying his brother was requesting to talk to me and he could talk on the phone any day of the week between whatever hours. Naturally, that piqued my curiosity because why would he only be able to talk at certain times? So I looked up his name on Google in the town he was from and sure enough, he had been arrested and was in jail for murder. Honestly, my mouth fell wide open. I thought maybe a fight or a DUI, never murder. Him and his family were claiming he is innocent and I pray he is. I pray he is as well. He has my address and sends me letters off, usually just filled with nonsense, but it made me a little scared to know he knows where I live. I frequently check the jail roster and set up an alert to notify me when he gets released. It makes me sick to think that I let a someone who is possibly capable of something so horrible so close to me. That's terrifying. That is creepy. Well, I would be really scared that he would know where I live because if he is like trying to get a hold of you while he's in jail, sending you letters, where do you think he's going to go when he comes out? Don't be scared, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sounds like he's a big fan. Okay. I'm going to read go. mine because okay, we have equal stories. Perfect. One day when I was 16, a few friends and I wanted to carpool to some bonfire or some other event. They told me to meet them at the Battleground Skate Park. I didn't really want to meet them there, but it was nearby my house. So I said, sure. I found a spot that was facing the road and not near the park. I was worried someone would try to break into my junky car. Anyways, I'm waiting for my friends to pull up when this huge guy with dreads and baggy clothes walks up to the hood of my car, lays his hands on it, and starts yelling at me. I'm really freaked out, so I grab my phone and pretend I'm calling someone. But that does not stop him. He starts mumbling. I decide I was not sticking around anymore. I started my car and he lifted his hands off the hood and I got out of there really quick. I ended up meeting my friends somewhere else. Thinking back now, he was probably on drugs. Yeah, that sounds like he was on drugs or just maybe mentally ill or something. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like maybe he was just dead. <laughs> maybe he was just trying to scare you. Oh, here's yeah. this teeny little teeny bopper teenager waiting. I'm going to go freak her out. Or he was probably like, this is my parking spot. <laughs> Move your car. He probably thought it was his car, maybe. Uh, no, that I feel like being alone and being a young teenager, that would definitely freak me out. I'm scared alone all the time. If, if anyone's – if it's just you and someone else in a vacant parking lot, I'm always terrified. Okay, imagine that, but then you have two little kids that you have to care for, and you're like, why is this man walking towards my car? Just leave. <laughs> yeah. No. <clears throat> no. Don't live your life in fear, but <laughs> yeah. also exactly. be aware. Okay. So, my story, I'm so excited for this one. So, this one is actually from our friends at Dare to Share podcast. Yes, they are our twin podcast. They do basically the same thing we do, read stories, and they read this, or actually they started telling this one on their podcast, Mm -hmm. and they didn't tell the full story, but since we were doing this episode, we reached out to them because... And we're like, please tell us this story. Yeah. And she's the best. Her name is Madison. Yes. Literally. But a different one. Yeah. Twin podcast, I'm telling you. Anyway, her name is Madison, and she wrote us in the full story. And you guys, I cannot, like, I literally am in shock. It is crazy. Okay. Hey, it's Madison. Here is my creepy murder story. Hey, ladies, do I have a story for you? 
So this summer after my freshman year of college, summer of 2018, I decided to move to North Carolina with my best friend for the summer and work on the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is the parkway that connects the Shenandoah National Park and the Smoky Mountain National Park. We worked at the hotel on the parkway in the gift shop and lived on site with all the other workers. We stayed in motel-style housing and shared a bathroom with another room that had two other roommates. About two and a half months into our time there, one of our roommates, Sarah, went missing. We had gone off the mountain that night to go see Mama Mia 2 and were getting texts throughout the moving throughout the movie asking us if we knew where she was we didn't know but didn't think much of it until we came back to our room that night there were police search and rescue and everything we were super confused and got a knock on our door at 11 p.m and a police officer told us we couldn't access our bathroom because they needed it to do an investigation from that moment on we knew that something bad had happened the next day, we found out that she was murdered by one of our other co-workers. Someone who we ate lunch with every day and was one of the ones who texted me and asked me if I knew where she was. He took her on a hike and strangled her to death. It was determined that it was premeditated, which was pretty scary because he asked me to go on the same exact hike the previous day and asked my best friend. According to the timeline determined by the police, the murder took place around four-ish, which means that I was in my room with the door open asleep when he killed her. The hike was very close to our room and it wasn't too far down the hike, so if I had been awake, I might have been able to hear something. He also could have walked by my room and saw that the door was open while I was sleeping, but I try not to think about that. The whole situation was so scary and we left two days later or sorry, we left two days after it happened. Before this, I wasn't a super cautious person and was very trusting of everyone. But because of this, I'm a super timid when it comes to someone that I don't know. I am so thankful for the Holy Spirit giving me the discernment to say no to going on this hike and ultimately protecting me and my best friend. And then she linked the news article. I'm actually biting my nails over here. <laughs> no, that. Uh, also, thank you, Jesus. Imagine. You're right. That is so terrifying. I just can't believe that. That is so scary that the door was open. I know. And that he was texting you. I That, I just, like. That is so, ugh. so scary. That just gives me the creeps. It does. Full body chills. Seriously. Oh my god. Okay, this episode's, like, getting scary. <laughs> it is. It's getting really scary. And we still have a lot more stories. We need to, like, put a warning at the beginning of this. If you get scared easily, don't listen to this episode. It's kind of spooky. No, it, it is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't believe that happened. I'm I so know. sorry. Thank you so much for sending that to us. Us. Okay. I actually only have one more story. And it's also very scary. <gasps> okay, I was hoping for some, like, lighthearted, like... I thought someone was stalking me, but it turned out they weren't. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm 22 and this incident, I'm 22 and this incident happened a year and a half ago. I just had moved into my first apartment and was in the process of moving in. The door that led to my apartment locks itself automatically when closed. I was going to the entrance of the apartment complex to get my mail while talking on the phone with my boyfriend. I returned to my apartment and sat on the bed while opening the mail while using the phone. I dropped the phone on the floor and it landed under the bed. So I had to lie on the floor and stretch for it. 
I saw something that caught my eye. There was someone under my bed. My eyes widened and I choked the urge to scream. The person under my bed was lying still with his back towards me and head to his chest. So I couldn't see his face and he didn't see me. Trying to be rational while so many thoughts rushed through my head. I picked up the phone and said, sorry, I dropped my phone. I'm just going to go take a shower. I'll call you back. This bathroom is right next to my bed. So I hastily walked in, quietly locked the door and turned on the shower and jumped out my window. My apartment is on the first floor and called the police. They told me to wait nearby, but to go across the street and see if anyone comes out the door of my apartment complex. This was during the summer and it was still light out. I placed myself across the street, hiding behind a car while watching my bathroom from window in the entry door. I called my boyfriend and he came to me just before the police. I gave them my keys and they went inside. Only moments later, two cops came out holding a thin, tired looking man. His eyes looked crazy, but he didn't try to get away. The policeman that had stood beside me and comforted me while the police searched through my house, I was a mess, shivering and crying, told me what told me that the man stood outside my bathroom door with one of my kitchen knives waiting for me to come out. This man had somehow crept in my entry door while I was getting the mail and hid under my bed. The man that was trying to hurt me turned out to be a homeless person and was placed in a mental hospital. My boyfriend moved in with me the very next day. You, this is not true. Yes. No. Yes. He was standing outside her bathroom door with a knife. That is so scary. Okay, I don't want to do this episode anymore. <laughs> this is scary. I don't like it. This is actually like, oh and my goodness. I'm so sorry. This is terrifying. This poor girl. Well, what's crazy is we got so many stories for this episode that we're actually planning on doing two episodes. And Can we do like a miracle episode in between? <laughs> yeah. Guys, get ready for our next episode. Prepare by sending us miracles that have happened to you. The happiest day of your life, miracle, warm and fuzzy feeling stories. Send them in. We need them. Desperately at this point. Yeah. Okay, I have one left and I have not read this, so I'm praying it's not scary. (laughs) It says, here's a little about me. I'm a nervous person and I'm always thinking that someone could be a serial killer. (laughs) Great way to start off. Okay. Anyways... One day, I went out for a run in the days where I enjoyed running. I had gone for about a a half a mile down the road with sidewalks on both sides and buildings on either side of the sidewalks. I looked behind me and there was a man walking about 200 feet behind me. I kept running and tried to casually look behind me and see if he was still there. I stopped to pretend to tie my shoe and glanced at him. He was gaining on me. As I knelt down to the ground, I instantly knew this dude is following me. So I crossed to the other side of the road and picked up speed and took off. I got to the corner and took a right and darted off into some tall grass and peeked through. I could see him continuing to walk past the road I had taken a right at, and he walked right up to a warehouse and went inside. I probably looked like a crazy lady hiding in the grass, but (laughs) this time my nervous self had gotten the best of me, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. Okay, good. This is a funny story. Okay, this started out and I'm like, oh no, this is going to be bad. Okay, I think I got confused. So she was just running and thought someone was chasing her and then freaked out, ran into some grass and he like was working Probably in a warehouse. To work. <laughs> he's running because he's late to work. That's I'd so honestly funny. be scared too. I was running in Montana when me and Drew lived there and we lived not in like a super nice part of town. 
but I was running around our neighborhood and there was a truck and I've never ran so fast in my life because it was a little bit more of a junkie truck, which isn't bad, but, um, I was so scared. It was nothing. He pulled into his house, <laughs> but I can feel for this girl, no. especially if you're running by yourself and you're a girl. Mm-hmm. After reading these stories, I probably will never leave my house. Yeah, I'll be running with protection, mace, a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. When me and my friend, we used to live like a little bit farther out. Like we had neighbors, but they were like not super close. Anyway, we were on a walk in our neighborhood that's not even a neighborhood it's like the woods the woods basically but we were on a walk on this like kind of a back road and this guy like stopped his car and was like hey do you guys know how to get here because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and I like didn't run up to the car but I was like kind of standing on the road and I was like oh no sorry and my friend literally was like panicking she like basically like jumped in the bushes anyway it was actually really weird this guy had like a black eye and a car seat in his car and we're like that was weird but that is really i know it's probably like an escaped convict or something (laughs) i walk up to the car i'm like no sorry you're like yeah go left (laughs) no but but actually when i was listening to dare to share in madison i think she was the one who was telling the story obviously because it's her story mm-hmm. I actually had to turn it off because I was driving down like old country roads with no like no service because I downloaded it so I could listen to it and I actually had to turn the episode off because I was terrified I'm like if my car breaks down right now and I'm stuck oh you need to get a gun I have one <laughs> you need to carry your gun with you at all times I know I think that every time I drive I know seriously but you guys, we have to tell you, we are going to probably be doing another episode with these creepy stories because we have so many. We got so many. You guys love the creepy stories. Hopefully you love listening to them as much as you love sending them in because we got lots. Yeah. No. I actually haven't listened to a true crime podcast in years for this reason. Me and Drew make jokes and say I'm a year crime junkie clean because I haven't <laughs> listened to crime junkies for a year because I actually go crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well seriously guys send us your happy feeling sweet tell us let's do an episode the nicest thing people have done for you and miracles because i feel like they kind of go hand in hand sometimes Mm -hmm. so let's do that for our next episode so i'm sure you guys have a lot of happy stories and miracles that have happened in your life we would love to hear them so yes please send them in and if you've learned anything from this podcast lock your doors (laughs) yep (laughs) don't tell a woman if she's pregnant don't floss in public and lock your doors yeah please do that Bye. bye